Hello, friends, and welcome to the show. You're listening to another episode. These are short bits from my life about whatever's going on in the Parks household or whatever's in my head at the time. It's a way for you to get to know me a little better in between my rare disease interviews. Some of you already know that I have 12 brothers and sisters. Yes. You might have forgotten. Most people do because they went into shock when they found out and then it just like left their brain. I have eight sisters and four brothers and they're as good as it gets. Really. They're my most valued possessions. (laughs) I am the oldest of the four little girls and we're still called that to this day. We have had a chat room uh, since group texting was a thing. It was kind of annoying because some of us had iPhones, others had Androids, and then the bubble colors, you know how people get about the bubble colors. And it was kind of hard to follow sometimes. I remember walking out of movie theaters back in the day, and there would be 75 messages waiting. No joke. Probably all just harassing our brother Josh, so obviously super important messages, but we eventually upgraded to a WhatsApp group and now we're on Signal. It's the perfect way for all of us to stay in touch on the daily and be able to share photos and videos. I remember way back in the day when Sundays were for phone calls and yeah, this is just way better and it just connects us so much more closely and I love it. Last week, one of my brothers called a family meeting. We had some stuff to chat about, and we really haven't made time for a group video call in a while. And when someone calls a family meeting, it's not like trying to find a date to hang out with your friends. You know, the impossible task of trying to sync up your schedules with your friends just to have dinner? Ugh. No. A family meeting is called, and you show up. That's how we are. We're siblings that show up, no matter what. One of the things we were talking about was how hip my brother is. Yeah. At least he was talking about that. He's the one who called the meeting, and he's really proud that he finally uses Venmo. So he created this Venmo account, and its purpose is to be an emergency fund. So it's a no-questions-asked emergency fund. Like, if at any time anyone needs to take the money from the account and, like, hop on a plane or pay for some astronomical hospital bill or needs food or whatever it is, you get the idea. If you need it, you take it. So we were all just kind of chatting and having random ideas and about making monthly installments or whatever everyone wanted to do. There were lots of ideas and uh, we were just thinking about ways we could contribute. And I piped up and reminded everyone that Casey and I always have two companion fares with Alaska Airlines that we don't use, that we can't use. They don't roll over and they expire after one year. You just lose them. We lose them every year. So I was telling everyone that in this case of emergency, for whatever reason, if more than one person needed to get on the flight, that these companion fares were available. No questions asked, obviously. Duh. And in there, I was just was like, hey, I have two companion fares that we have that always expire. I never get to use them because I can't go anywhere. That's it. That's all I said. I know what I meant by that. I know how much I think about wanting to go visit my parents and bring my kids to get to know their cousins and their aunts and uncles. And there's this huge barrier. Let's pretend it's not COVID. That obviously makes it worse, but it it started before that. I cannot travel with my kids myself anymore. 
I can't just go alone for a trip all the time either because it's nearly impossible to get someone to watch my kids who's qualified and capable. Also, I want them with me most of the time. If both of my kids could walk, this would be a different story. I can't get them through the airport and on and off the plane with one of them in a wheelchair. I can't drive myself to Montana to see my parents or Salt Lake to see all my sisters with them either. I would want to drive into a building before thinking about how I would get them both in and out of the car for numerous bathroom breaks on the road. You get it. I'm also complaining, but it's true. It's the way that it is right now. I'm hoping when I get a minivan that has more space, it will be less stressful to get the wheelchair in and out and the driving and the bathroom stuff won't be as daunting. I see my friends on Facebook going anywhere they want with their kids with such ease, whether it's to a restaurant or to Hawaii. I ache for that freedom in a day, but it's not our story. Anyways, it was a simple addition to the fund, an add-on that I can't go anywhere, as that's just what I thought it was. I thought it was just a simple comment. I didn't even think anything about it afterwards. And the next day, my sister Christy sent me a Marco Polo video message telling me how much she loved me and that she wanted to let me know that she acknowledges the position that I'm in with our family. And she said that she heard me say it was difficult for me to go anywhere. And she just wanted to let me know that she sees that. She wanted to let me know that she heard that. She offered help in whatever way that would look like for me if I needed it. And man, I just cried <laughs> during the message and not because I was sad, but because I was, I was so full of gratitude and love and connection. She saw the challenges and she wanted to let me know that. It was one of those things that's so meaningful to people like me in the rare disease world. Someone on one of those outer rings, leaving their door open and taking the time to recognize our life and how we navigate through it. When someone takes the time to connect with me on that level, with that kind of empathy, it's everything to me. It means the world to us. It's kept me smiling and inspired and hopeful every day since that message. I hope you have a memory of someone who made you feel like this. More than the well-wishing comments that we all get on Facebook, they're awesome and we love them, but an actual moment of curiosity, empathy, and love. That kind of stuff keeps families like mine going. Because even if we have found our people in the rare disease community. You're still our people too, and we need you. While you may be comforted that we have others who can understand and connect with, and that is so amazing, real life is still a part of who we are too. All of you who stick around in one way or another, we still need you. Thank you, sister. 